This morning, I want to share with you on this Mother's Day morning the benefits of daily listening to the Spirit. I have been thinking about this morning's message for some time, and I know that many of you need a miracle in your house. And when I say what I've just stated, I'm not just talking about women or moms, talking about all of us. There's probably most of us in this room need some kind of a miracle in your house. And you can feel the enemy's opposition. You can feel the pushback from the spirit of the enemy. And like me, all of you realize that only God can turn things around. Only God. I want to tell you about a woman this morning who lived 3,200 years ago. She was a wife, a mother, a lawyer, a musician, and she is known throughout history because she listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit and he placed her historically as one of Israel's most influential women. Her name was Deborah. In the brief moments that I have today, I want to focus on several key qualities of the person whom God will use to change history. Is that going to be you? Is it going to be me? It can be. So by way of several important things to ponder this morning, remember you have power to overcome every challenge you will ever face. You have the power through Jesus to overcome every challenge. If you're facing challenges today, draw strength from the word of the Lord in Judges chapter 4, starting at verse 1. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, now that Ehud was dead. You'll recall that Ehud was the godly judge that was in front of Deborah. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, the king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Sisera, the commander of his army, was based in Harasheth Haggiam, and because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron, they had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. They cried to the Lord for help. This is the reason we preach of the goodness of God, because when you call upon the name of the Lord, he said, you shall be delivered. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lipidoth, was leading Israel at that time, and she held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. In Deborah's day, like today, there was great sin in the land. The quality of life for God's people had eroded to where people were very frustrated, and because of Israel's compromise, it brought a lot of sadness. They were literally slaves in their own land. Now, let me just point out several things. First of all, Israel was backslidden. In other words, instead of walking with God, they had turned their backs upon the Lord. Verse 1 said the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, let us recall that Israel had witnessed the glory of God 
and his presence continuously. They had witnessed God's divine intervention and his anointed leadership over and over again. And now they walk away from God. I see parallels today in this word. I see America that has been sovereignly blessed, chartered as a place to love and serve God in the great state of Virginia so many years ago in the 1600s. But now Israel, that had been fearless followers of the Lord, now they are weak and powerless. I think back to June 26, 2015, when the U.S. Supreme Court legalized same-sex unions in utter defiance to God's stated opinion about what marriage is. Not what marriage was, but what marriage is. And now we see another diabolical precedent being established in our country, the Quality Act, the Equality Act, the great threat to religious freedom and to churches from coast to coast. Now, Bonnie and I have four granddaughters, and so it's of special interest to us that they would have protection when they are in a locker room or a bathroom or in the Walmart store that some man doesn't have legal right to go in and, and all of that. And so I believe America's voices can be silent no more. We should contact senators and congresspeople and say, we oppose this and we will not be silent. We are going to voice our opinion. Praise God. Now, Israel's decisions caused a response. They ignored God's will and his principles, and as a result, they became slaves. I said, I see parallels here. Everyone's doing it. Everyone is quiet. No one's saying a thing, so why should we say anything? I'm not afraid to speak truth. I hope you are. So, Judges 4.2, the Lord sold them, literally said, you want freedom? Go ahead, take it your way, and that's what happened. And they became fearful and slaves to this wicked empire. Jabin, the wicked king of Canaan, reigned in the city of Hazor. His commander's name, Sisera. Jabin had a massive army, 900 chariots, steel chariots, thousands upon thousands of trained warriors. Israel had, they, they didn't have any capability of defending themselves. Not only was Israel backslidden, Israel was frozen by fear. They were frozen. In the third verse of Judges 4, because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron and cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. So we see Israel is no match for this evil military army. This went on for 20 years, the Bible tells us. And I want to remind you that the liberal, anti-God, anti-church movement in our world is alive and strong. I hope you, like me, are refusing to be intimidated by powers that want to silence and squelch anything about God's values as known in the Word. Later in the day, God helping me, there'll be a greater response from the people who come and worship with us. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. 
Shall I give you one more chance? Will you be one who's silent and squelches your opinion, or will you stand up for Jesus every day that you live? Praise God. Praise God. I, I remind you, Israel possessed no human help. Seventy-five years earlier, General, General Joshua never defeated in one battle except one where one of the people in the church, in the family of God, betrayed the Lord and stole something that caused defeat for Israel. Joshua's army pulverized everyone who stood in their way, and the glory of God was upon him. Insensitivity to God's presence following Joshua caused insensitivity, and it was sad what happened next. Israel was backslidden, they're frozen in fear, and Israel, however, had possession of an anointed woman. Thank God for anointed women here in this place of worship that have held the line, stood tall for Jesus, prayed through like we just saw the testimony moments ago. Now Deborah, a prophet, this is verse 4, was leading Israel at that time. And it goes on to describe how she did that. Deborah is the only woman judge in the history of Israel. She was married to Lepidoth. His name only appears one time in history. Sad, isn't it, that a man would, one usage, but his wife's name is, maybe, I hope he was a little jealous for the way God worked with her. Anyway, everyone was saying, something needs to change around here. Somebody needs to do something. Nobody did anything, but Deborah listened to the Holy Spirit. For 20 years, it was quieter than a church mouse. Nobody said a thing. Deborah listened to God, and he gave her an unusual strategy. God used her to save Israel. She was a woman of great faith. She's a model for all of us today. I don't know if you're able to feel this kind of frustration or not. Maybe some hopes have been unmet in your journey. Maybe there's some chaos brewing at home. Maybe there's crisis in your finances or in your business. Maybe there's dreams that are unfulfilled that you're longing to see met. Maybe there's unsaved family members. Maybe there's a crushing anti-God agenda at the place you work. Pressure by the culture to close the church has been strong if you've paid any attention to the news the last three days or four. Are you going to open the church in light of 74 people that were afflicted back in March and April? Are, are you sure? You, and on and on. Hear me. You have the power to overcome every challenge you face. But notice in addition, you have the potential to do great things for God. And that's the point I want to leave you with this morning. You have the potential to do great things for God. I want you to think about that. History records that one person brought deliverance to the entire nation of Israel. Deborah faced opposition. They weren't happy about her leadership. Ungodly people 
who were fellow citizens, tried to muzzle her. So how did this great victory happen? Let me give you some basic responses to that question from the word of the Lord before I close. We need to learn to listen to the Spirit's voice. You go, well, I don't know what that sounds like. Spend time every day in the Lord's presence, and you'll find out very quickly that the Holy Spirit is talking every day, and you'll hear his voice. Judges 4, 6, Deborah sends for Barak, and uh, he was the leading general. This is what she says to him. The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. I like that. She stood in the gap and said, the Spirit of God is telling you, Mr. General, what you must do. Go take 10,000 men of, uh, of, Naft- of the tribe of Nat- Naphtali and Zebulun and lead them up to Mount Tabor. Gave, her, gave them specific instructions. Deborah was fellowshipping with the Lord and the Spirit gave her a word. I'm here to just remind you that he hasn't changed She knew the sin and the shame of Israel was not God's will. And I know the shame that what has happened in our country that's going on today is not God's will for this nation. I know it and you know it. So, we're listening daily. Deborah quickly summons Israel's five-star general who was 100 miles away. I'm sure he galloped all the way to get to her office. The Lord has commanded you, she announced. She spoke as a prophet, or as a prophetess, if you will, here, and the deliverance plan of the Spirit was outlined in verse 7. So he tells Deborah, the general does, if he's trembling in his boots, this five-star general, if you'll go with me, I will go. But if you won't go with me, I'm afraid I can't go alone. What courage this five-star general had. Praise God. Well, we need to learn to listen. As you do, several things will become apparent. First of all, you'll realize God is a mighty warrior. He has never lost a fight, and he's not about to lose fights now. He hasn't changed. He is ever-present. He is able to deliver you or me or even a nation again as he did for Israel. He is even able to change every circumstance you face. So we need to visualize that. That's what she did. In addition, we need to learn to obey the Spirit promptly. Don't negotiate with God. Surrender quickly. Lord, you know the way. I'm going with you. Whatever it costs, whatever it takes, I'm going with you. Deborah tells the general, as he's wimping, standing there with, you won't go with me, ma'am, I'm not going. Certainly, she says in verse 9, I will go with you. But because of the course that you're taking, the honor will not be yours when victory comes. The Lord is going to deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. I like that. Can you imagine? So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. General, throughout history, you're going to be known as a wump. 
There's a Greek definition for that. I don't have time to get into it. So in verse 10, Barak summons the troops, 10,000 people. Deborah also goes with him. And so it tells exactly how this happened, how that there was a showdown between the chariots of Sisera and so forth. Now, I want to just remind you today that the, the key to this story is timing. Timing. There's an appropriate time for everything. God knows when the windows of heaven are going to open. He knows how to open doors in your life and mine. The Holy Spirit knows everything. There's nothing about you or America that he doesn't know. He can open the windows of heaven over you in a snap. So never walk with a negative, perplexed personality. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For those who are being led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you a slave so that you would live in fear again, but rather... The spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by that spirit, we cry, Daddy, Daddy. I've watched some children here this morning grab their daddy out of love and great strength in that dad. That's what we cry, Daddy. You're taking care of business for us. Here's what I know. If Deborah had waited for the men of Israel or the warriors to stand up and go, let's go do something. They would have all died as slaves. True? So let's remind ourselves finally, learn to fill your mouth with praise. Learn to fill your mouth with praise. That's before the victory comes. All of us know how to say, hallelujah, look what he's done for me. She models praising before the battle has been won. Verse 14, she says to the general, go, this is the day the Lord has given Caesarea into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down to Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. What kind of praise are you delivering to the Lord today in advance of the victory you need to see? Her mouth was filled with praise before. So the general obeyed her counsel, and verse 15, at Barak's advance, when he followed what the Spirit told her, the Lord routed, notice the Lord routed Sisera and all of his chariots, and Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. He was later killed by another woman who's honored in the Bible. I don't have time to get to that story. But Barak pursued the chariots, and not one of the enemy's soldiers escaped. By the way, there is no inference or no insight in the word that says that even one of Israel's soldiers were hurt or lost a hand or suffered any kind of blow. God took care of the whole works. I love the scripture that says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. It is not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So on this Mother's Day morn, you may be thinking, I have an unsaved son 
I have a husband that's away from God. I'm dealing with a rebellious child. I have greater challenges than I ever thought I would be experiencing right now. I'm battling, confronting sickness or symptoms in my body. And I'm here to tell you, I believe the Spirit is talking to someone, perhaps many today. It's not too late. Did you hear me? It's not too late. There's no time like the present to see God bring deliverance. She says, finally, in Judges 5.31, may all your enemies perish, Lord. May all who love you be like the sun when it rises in its strength. I love that. May all of us be like the sun coming up in its strength. And then it announces the next statement. Then the land had peace for the next 40 years, all because a woman stood up and announced, we are not laying down and taking this one more minute. We're going to stand tall, and we're going to rout the enemy because it's his will for us not to be slaves, but to be victors. Do you see America changing today? Isn't it time for someone to start saying, praise God, the best days are still ahead. I believe God's going to give us... Let's not mamby-pamby talk about how bad things are and talk all defeated and say, oh God, when is he going to do something? Why not stand up and give him praise and say, I believe God is with us. This nation was founded on principles of the word. We believe he's coming, going to stir our hearts again. Everything changed in one day in this story, and I want to remind you how God works. Well, John 5, 24, Jesus said, very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word, my word, continues to hear my word, and believes him that sent me has eternal zoe, eternal life, and will not be judged, but has crossed from death to life all because I'm hearing him and believing him. Let us be on that side of this equation today. Stand with me, please. I hear the Spirit calling us to follow him closely. Did you hear me? I see the general, and then I see Deborah. I don't want to be like the general. I want to be like this woman of God who stood tall in the face of all of this opposition and said, this is what God tells us to do. And boom, we see the victory. Now, I know that many are seeing difficulties in your journey today. Here's what we need to do. Listen to the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not now or never has been intimidated by the foe and by the challenges before us. The Holy Spirit is alive and active, and he's waiting to do great things for you and in your situation. Could we today just thank him in advance? Could we just thank him right now? Lord, I just thank you. Many things that we see that we don't like many things that we see that we know it's not God's will, many things that are happening around us in our country, maybe even in families.
that we realize this is not the will of God. So instead of surrendering to defeat, instead of surrendering to discouragement and depressive thoughts, we make declaration like Deborah. Hear the word of the Lord. We are going to see the Lord do great things, and we thank you in advance for the victory that is coming in Jesus' name. And we surrender, Lord, to, to that persuasion. We refuse to be fearful or intimidated. We pray for America today. We pray for our country. We pray, O oh God, that you turn our nation back to you. We pray for our state. We pray for our governor today. We pray that you'd stir hearts of those in leadership in the state of Oregon today. We pray that there would be revival once again in our great state. And we want to thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the answer, not a political party. You are the answer, and we welcome your anointing. So we choose to give you glory this morning in Jesus' name.